Hello, and welcome back to Passion Fruits Podcast, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your... Uh, uh, Adam said he was rip-roaring, ready to go, and here I, he is. I'm your grapefruit guy. <laughs> I think you used that last time. I episode. probably did. All right, fine. Sorry. I am your going. melon man. Uh, thank Adam. God for the alliteration. Yes, yep. melon man Adam. Yep, and we have. And I'm Hickama Daniel. Hickama. Ooh, yep. nice, nicely done. I'm very ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and yes, as Adam said, this is the Passion Fruits Podcast, a passion project for passionate people. Daniel. Yes. What do we do on this podcast? Well, Adam, we solve the world's problems on this podcast. We discuss Star Wars and how crappy the last movie was. We, <laughs> yes, are you about to deny that? I was no. I was going to ask if we solve the world's problems. Why are we on our second season? Did we not do a good job the first season? Well, problems keep popping up. Oh, I mean, okay. It's so. not you know, it's not instantaneous. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we really do is we. Get Get down to the nitty gritty about what people are passionate about. The brass tacks, if you the will. The brass facts. If um, <laughs> you're passionate about something, we want to know about it. We want to get down into the dirt and into the grime. And figure out how someone goes from a casual fan to a fanatic. And that's what we are here on Passion Fruits Podcast. We are passionate fanatics for specifically college basketball today well daniel is woo adam yeah. march madness right around the bend march you, sadness oh no are if, you sad if you're a duke fan what why <laughs> yeah no gotcha you. duke <laughs> damn it uh so yes today we're talking about college basketball and since it is march madness season we're going to be focusing kind of on the ncaa tournament uh we will be talking about Division one men's basketball, but we know that there are plenty of other sports out there. Men, women, um, everybody plays sports. We're dribbling basketballs right now. Um, <laughs> How about the NIT tournament? Huh? Oh, I mean, let's get into it because yeah. the NIT used to be the big tournament. The yeah. NCAA tournament was bullshit compared to the NIT. Oh, really? Because you had to be invited to the NIT. Oh. But once, and so it was like it flipped. Nat, the NIT was the one for the, like, you would win the national championship when you got went to the NIT. Gotcha. Or it was more um, illustrious. And then all the other teams who didn't make the NIT played in the NCAA tournament. But since more teams were playing in the NCAA tournament, more money got put into that. Uh-huh. And it became the top tournament. But specifically, what were you going to say? No, I would say, let's back up a second. Beep, beep. That's my joke. (laughs) Um, Let's back up a second and let's let's set the stage a little bit. Beep, beep. (laughs) Oh, hold on. I got to sweep the stage. (laughs) So dirty back here. Get off the stage, you freaking roadie. (laughs) Where's that? uh, Um... Hook like a shepherd's hook. Yes, go ahead. What were we gonna say? <laughs> um, so let's establish. So obviously, Division One men's basketball. Yes. Um, what is basketball? Uh, basketball was a sport invented by the Aztecs when they would take a severed head, bounce it on the ground, and throw it through a hoop. Um, and that um continued well into the 1940s, 1950s. <laughs> um, and. You know, it was just some unlucky person who would have their head chopped off and it turned into a basketball. Typical, and let me tell you. Into a hoop. Uh, no. Um, what was the real question, Adam? What is basketball? <laughs> what? Uh, that wasn't really a real question. But <laughs> okay, thank it, God. Let's give some context around, especially for our uh, international listeners, which we have yes, we, many billions of. We do. And given the severity of the coronavirus oh, impact, man. I can only imagine that all of our Chinese listeners have nothing else to do other than listen to Passion Fruits Podcast. That's why our long. numbers have gotten so good since this um, horrific outbreak. It's true. You know, our hearts our hearts and prayers go out to them. Yes. Um, and enjoy enjoy your the listening in your ear holes right I can't now. tell what Adam is joking or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so... Uh, but Division One co- college, Division One men's basketball basically means it's the, it's the highest level collegiate basketball. Correct. 
uh, or I guess highest level collegiate athletic ranking right. uh, level in the United States. Right. So not necessarily an international competition, just a U.S. based competition between right. all of the uh, uh, not not constrained to public nor private schools. Correct. Universities, colleges, everybody except I guess community colleges. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so the NCAA tournament uh, starts in March mm-hmm. when. Fuck this. Uh, okay, let's say at the top again. We are not experts. We are just passionate fans for what we love, which doesn't mean we have to be experts about something. So don't fucking DM us. Um, don't at me, bro. Don't at us, bros. Um, but yes, yeah, so the NCAA tournament, which happens in mid-March, uh, has 64, maybe 66 teams now okay. of college teams that all compete in a elimination-style tournament yeah. where they play against each other. Each seeds um, are matched up and will play against each other, and whoever wins all of the games wins the tournament. And how are these seeds determined beforehand? Um, so it's pretty easy by the end of the season top 25 are most likely going to be going in. Mm -hmm. Um, But then each college that wins their division automatically gets an invitation to the NCAA tournament. Okay. And then of course there are bubble teams, bubble teams, not bubble teams that have a good record. I forget what the rating is called. It's like the RPI, which is like their performance against ranked teams and how well they've done against ranked teams that kind of factors in to the selection committee's selection of their basketball team. Um, So, you know, it's record. Who did they beat? Did they have like a ton of losses to really shitty teams, but beat a bunch of good teams like which wouldn't happen, but um, that might make them fall into the tournament. But yeah, so you get down and of course they call it the big dance. And you winnow down to separate categories that they've termed. So there's the Sweet 16. Then you get the Elite Eight. Mm -hmm. Then you get the Final Four. Final Four? And then you get the dance. So in the Final Four... There are eight teams. There are eight teams. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And the Final Four... Is each represented by a member of the Fantastic Four? Yeah. So you got the thing. Yeah. And you've got you the, got Flamer. The- <laughs> <laughs> you got Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> and you got Invisible Lass. <laughs> so See, the gang's all here. We give love to the DC, the DC comic universe, not just Marvel. Hold up, Adam. Fantastic Four is Marvel. <laughs> Were you making a joke, or did you not know? I did not know that. Jesus. All right, hold on. Let's. What we're about, going back to comic books. What about All Batman? Right. <laughs> Spider-Man? All right, Adam. DC is Detective Comics. Okay. Batman is the world's greatest detective. He is? I thought he was just some rich playboy. Oh, my God. That drove around God. Lamborghinis. All right, we really need to do another comic book episode. <laughs> this is bad. Okay. Fantastic Four is Marvel. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> um, okay, so Fantastic Four, and then the Elite Eight, <laughs> and then the Fantastic wait, Five. Wait. <laughs> well, you really got me, actually. <laughs> I was like, Adam is still talking about superheroes. Um, uh, so then you, so after the final four, you have the big the, dance, the, the big, dance, the dance, the two, the two fur. The two for, um, well, and, yeah. What, what's the, what are the two is like the I think terrible it's the two. big dance, the terrible twos, yeah, yeah. toddlers. Um, toddlers and tiaras. Um, so yeah, for like four weeks, two or three weeks, they're played week, uh, games are played on Saturdays and Sundays. And Go I, ahead. I have a question for you. Yes. Is it true? True. Is it true or untrue that the final game is generally played in April? It is and not true. in March. April wow. on a Monday. Wow. Ugh. Jesus. NCAA, come on. They couldn't even figure it out, man. What sort of crappy branding do you have going on here right now? Um, well, <laughs> apparently not that crappy. Terrible branding, oh, let me tell you. Doggy. How confusing for the consumer if you want to participate Jesus. in March Madness and then yet, so you block off all of March to be mad <laughs> and then you have to extend that anger uh, into April? What in the world? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I know. This is going to be like, one of those episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, so, so you just. NCAA tournament. You just blow your load in April. <laughs> <laughs> you blow your stack in April. Um, yeah, so then, of course, when a team wins the 
uh, NCAA tournament. They're national champions. But what is formed around this tournament and what is formed around really college basketball getting towards the tournament is this diehard, the diehard fan bases. Because, you know, people love to see their teams go far in the tournament. Even some like for some small schools to be able to make it to the tournament like is a huge thing. Like when George Mason had their run, when VCU had their run. Bucknell, like Boise State, like I may be confusing college football, but um, <laughs> like I said, we're not experts. But yeah, the NCAA tournament has turned into this massive monster of a thing, good or bad. And I was thinking about that. Yeah. And it's it really is this really diverse, very energetic time. So I understand why they call it March Madness, because it's, it's a single elimination playoff. So... No second chances. It's not a series. So, like the World Series, obviously, you know, World Series, Stanley Cup Finals. You've got series, you know, you know, you know, best five out of seven games, right. something along those lines. But right. it's, it's literally do or die every single game. Right. And given the nature of basketball and how many games they play throughout the season, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to see all this come down to one game right or a ser- you know a series of essentially what five games if yeah. you make it all the way to the finals yeah and that's how like you said how the it gets the ma- name madness because there are when there's like an upset for a higher seed yeah. upsetting a lower or uh, like a number two or seed is crazy yeah. i mean even two years ago when virginia was a number one seed and got upset by university of maryland boston university college or something the labradors Never happened before. A 16 seed beating a one seed, and it's crazy. I mean, it will live, go off in history as the first time that's ever happened. Or that time William Mary upset a one seed and uh, made it all the way to the finals and won the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Right? Go this try. Is, this that. is Adam's uh, fever dream. <sighs> when and Adam is also playing on the basketball team, and he's also the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "You get back in there, Harrison. You show us what you've got." Yes, sir. <laughs> and then all of a oh, sudden, we they, go. all of a sudden, the teammates start chanting "Rudy, Rudy." <laughs> and then, I don't understand what's going on. They're like, "They don't even know my name, Coach. They don't even know my name." But um, in reality, you're talking to yourself because you're the coach. I know. <laughs> uh, did you know that? Uh, uh, quick fact. Oh gosh. Fact. Uh, William and Mary is, I think, the longest-running Division One basketball team that's never made it to the NCAA tournament. Hell yeah, yeah, that's a good record to have. That is a terrible record. To have. We were, I think, we were close one time, one year, one time. Anyway, so yes, that's kind of a Anywho's. brief overview of March Madness and college basketball in general. I, I, it's kind of hard to describe college basketball. Um, but so let's dive into kind of the cacao corner sure. and story time and talk about, because you're not that big of a basketball fan. No. Not that big of a college basketball fan, not that big of an NBA fan. Correct. Okay. So Spe- I will talk. Speaking of the NBA. <laughs> yes. Uh, R.A.P. Kobe. Thank you, Adam. I was wondering when you were going to finally say something. It has been years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so yes, R.I.P. Kobe. Um so Daniel, yes. let me talk to you about this then. Okay. What, so you, as long as I've ever known you, and that is a long, long time, uh, long time. Far, far away. Yes. <laughs> uh, you've been a big college basketball fan, and yes. specifically a big Duke basketball fan. Correct. And I remembered that fact ever since we first met each other, because I like to call or text and remind Daniel whenever Duke loses. Yeah, Adam's... Um... <laughs> One of the annoying kind of fans <laughs> who always seems to jump on the bandwagon and then tell you that he's jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> and rub it in your face when your team loses. And usually it's not even the bandwagon, it's the anti-bandwagon. Well, like when the Carolina Hurricanes last year were doing well in the playoffs and they beat the Caps, Adam texted me and it's like, this is the first time I've heard of Adam being a Hurricanes fan, <laughs> even though he's been to more games than I have. And I'm not a Hurricanes fan. And I'm, I'm going to fan. a Hurricanes game this Sunday, so. Fuck you uh, um <laughs> the uh now i'm in truth i'm i'm a caps fan as well i i, I know i just like to really get oh i just like the sport <laughs> why can't everybody win 
<laughs> no, I just like annoying. What you sound like right now. I just like annoying Daniel. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> never would have guessed. I Sorry. Know. Go ahead. Anyway, so, so as long as I've ever known you, you've been a huge Duke basketball fan. Correct. Um, always followed the March Madness tournament religiously. Yep. Um, how did you, that? How did that first start? Did it start with an interest in basketball and? then you kind of picked Duke or did it start with being a Duke fan? And mm. because you're a Duke fan, you're a terrible person. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, right, sorry. Here we go. Because you're a Duke fan. Don't worry, I've heard them all, Adam. <laughs> Stupid asshole. Because you're a Duke fan and there, it, it's just kind of implied that you're a basketball fan. Then. So, um, my, so my dad went to Duke for undergrad and graduate school. Yeah. Um, and he has been a big Duke basketball fan. Um, and when I was younger, we would always watch the Duke basketball games. Gosh, I, I'll kind of go through my history of just Duke basketball and me. Um, but I mean, so I am a basketball fan and we'll get into kind of why maybe my passion has waned a little bit Sure. in the, uh, why I heart March madness section. But, um, yeah, I've been Duke basketball fan and Duke fan my entire life, um, instilled into me by my father. I remember in like one of my earliest Duke basketball memories was I was alive when they won in 91 and 92, but Mm -hmm. I was three and four years old. So don't remember any of those, but in 1999, they were in the final four and the championship against UConn and it was it was spring break for me in elementary school, mm-hmm. and oh boy, we were going to Colonial Williamsburg. Oh snap! <laughs> but my dad and my older brother were going to the Final Four, what? and got that's... to see Duke and the championship game. Duke play in the championship game. That's really cool. So huge fan. Me, my mom, and my younger brother were all in our hotel in Williamsburg. Because so my dad and my older brother were going to join us in Williamsburg after the uh, final four in the tournament. I was watching the game late, you know, probably like, I don't know, 11 o'clock, maybe, you know, late for a young boy. My younger brother and my mom were asleep and I was watching the game and I remember like vividly remember because Duke lost. They didn't win. Yeah. They lost by like two or three points. Like they had a shot like right at the last second. And I remember being like, yeah, and it, it missed. And I just remember like collapsing and like crying and like yelling Aww. and like waking up my mom and my brother. And I remember then the next day, my older brother and my dad came to Williamsburg and we saw them and I like ran up to my older brother and I was like, weren't you like so upset? Like, did you cry? I cried. My older brother was like, no, it was just a game. I was like, what did you say? (laughs) Um, So that's like one of my earliest Duke basketball memories. Um, But growing up in Northern Virginia, there were some Duke basketball fans, Mm -hmm. but there were mostly Maryland basketball fans, UVA fans. UNC fans are fucking everywhere because they fucking suck. Um, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) They do have racist statues on their campus. And they, yeah. Yep. (laughs) We could get into that. But but so, you know, growing up... always trash talking with Maryland fans and UNC fans. It was just like nonstop in high school and middle school, like in high in middle school, we did our own bracket. So sorry. One huge thing about the NCAA tournament, of course, is the brackets because it's this huge thing for everybody to do in offices with your friends. ESPN has their bracket. You fill in your bracket, choose which teams are going to win and if you're correct well, on the ESPN thing, you can win like a million bucks. Yeah. I forget who I was talking to recently who told me that they just picked all their teams randomly and they were in the top 1% wow. of the ESPN bracket recently uh, or like two years ago. Anyway, so I remember another one of my fun March Madness stories was in middle school, uh, me and my friends all did our own little betting pool, betting bracket pool. And <laughs> badasses. And of course, one of my stupid friends had all of our brackets and all of our money in a folder in the lunchroom. Oh, no. Dropped it. I vividly remember one of the teachers being like pointing down at the ground and being like, mm, what's that? What have I got there? Because <laughs> um, we got in trouble. 
<laughs> they were like, there's no bedding at school, you <laughs> fucking idiots. We're like, what? And then... We were just pulling our money to print right. off more brackets. I think I remember when we were in trouble, I was like, you know, maybe we would buy like prizes with the money, like candy bars. And then we got out of school and we're like, just keep the money somewhere else. <laughs> Idiot, keep it somewhere else. <laughs> and, um, and that's why Daniel's a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And I think I won that year. I think I might have won. Sweet, sweet taste of candy bar victories. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean... So I've always been a Duke fan. I I just always love college basketball too because the players are really playing their hearts out. Mm-hmm. Um, Except if you're UNC this year. Hey, am hey I right? No. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Taking down UNC down UNC down a peg. Fuck. Um, Qu- question for you about the brackets. Yes. How good are you at picking brackets? Uh, I'm okay. Okay. Sometimes I'm really shitty. Sometimes I'm okay. <laughs> how it goes. No so I should not ask you for bracket suggestions this year. Mm. Well, it depends, Adam. Do you want to win? Then you should ask me. <laughs> oh. If you want to lose, then you should ask someone else. <laughs> then you want to lose, you should ask, <laughs> ask me as well. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm okay. Sometimes I can fake it and make it sometimes so that I win like second or third place or first place one time. That was so sweet. Oh my god <laughs> the highlight of your the good old days <laughs> my illustrious uh middle school and high school career um but yeah and then following duke basketball into college of course i didn't go to duke um but thank goodness i know because then how would i have met adam and how would we have started this podcast it's true we would have found each other somehow <laughs> I would have gone to Lenovo for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, we're just assuming that you would have gone the, down the exact same exact, path. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Never mind the fact that Daniel is the reason I came down to North Carolina in the first place. Well, so, man, you know. I've got a wonderful penis. So <laughs> <laughs> That he does. <laughs> That's Listening why he's public. He Again, does. I'm so glad Adam sits on my lap for all of these. <laughs> recording um i'm like a puppet (laughs) yeah you are um so and uh but yeah i've just you know there have been times where like when i was in middle school and high school i think we talked about it in one of our episodes when we talked about playing video games and stuff Mm -hmm. i wasn't allowed to watch tv on the weekdays yeah unless for like an hour maybe Except when there was a Duke game on, we could watch a little bit more than an hour of TV, um, you know, which is great because they're on every, not every other day, but there are two games a week yeah. during the season. So we could always watch it. Um, and there were times, you know, like growing up, I would like yell at the TV. I would like yell at the refs. I would like lose my voice sometimes yelling. <laughs> Nobody would watch the games with me. I would be watching downstairs and everybody would be wa- My dad would be watching upstairs. Like, oh my God, he's a weirdo. <laughs> um, I've chilled out on that. I don't go to bars and just yell at TVs, although I think some people still do that. Um, yeah, I've just been, uh, I, I love college basketball and I love the craziness of um, the upsets. Like when Bucknell won, ah, shit, 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, we were on a spring break trip. Of course, all of this is during Woo, spring, break. Party. spring break in, I think, Miami. Um, Aw, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> we met Will Smith, and he was like, let's watch the Bucknell game. <laughs> but we it was like me and a bunch of guys just in a hotel room. Oh, yeah. That sounds watching, like a lot of fun. <laughs> watching the uh, March Madness games. And uh, we like shouted when Bucknell beat um, the... Uh, whatever team they were playing. Thank you. (laughs) We were just like, yeah, take that assholes. Yeah. And, uh, a hotel manager had to come and talk to us about how loud we're being. Um, when Santa Clara beat UNC, like my freshman year of high school, me Mm -hmm. and my friend who was another Duke fan, we bought Santa Clara t-shirt. So (laughs) it's always just been like this wonderful community of shit talking and, great basketball and fun times that I've been kind of able to pour my passion into. Interesting. What is your kind of relationship with college basketball? Um, very light touch, if you will. The I will. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so I grew up in a, so one, I'm not good at basketball. What? I.e. terrible at basketball. <laughs> I mean, neither, I mean, I'm amazing at basketball. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you are amazing at basketball. Thank you. <laughs> I remember like when I was growing up, like I wanted to play all the sports my friends were playing <laughs> and I played, I was in like rec basketball league and my mom, <laughs> my mom, has since told me that she would have to like consciously not grade papers at my basketball game because she knew I wasn't going to do anything. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Mom. (laughs) I would like... Anyways, so my relationship with basketball has been a a very troubled one because I've never been good at it. So I think that's part of it is you... I think you... I have never been a person to get really into activities unless I can participate in them. Gotcha. So like cycling, I'm right. Follow a bunch of mountain bike racers and, and ball cycling because I, I actively participate and I really enjoy the sport. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy like the world cup because I played soccer for a long time. Yeah. I wasn't that great at soccer either, but that's okay. But you were out there enough that your mom wouldn't have to grade papers. Eh, I sat the bench for most <laughs> of my <laughs> high school career. <laughs> oh, right. I remember in our, um, A.S. Roma episode, how much you fawned over Gray for yeah. his amazing tactical mind. Exactly. <laughs> um, I was just like, ball, feet, oh, no. <laughs> and you were playing goalie. Yeah. So it was not good. Um, so kind of the the thesis of that is like, I'm just, I'm not, I, I've never been drawn to things that I don't actively participate in. And so like basketball, football, baseball, I'll enjoy them, but at the same time, I'm also not one to get so sucked into sporting events where I'm super, super passionate about sporting events. Gotcha. And I think a lot of that's because neither of my parents were that way. Gotcha. Like, dad, my father, amazing athlete, but never had, like, great, uh, never had, like, a favorite football team or favorite basketball team. Like, Adam's he would dad walk- is Michael Jordan, by the way. Yeah. He's an amazing <laughs> athlete. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, it just it was just never ingrained into my wee little brain when uh-huh. I was uh, uh, a tyke, a little tyke yeah. to get super passionate about this stuff. Gotcha. Anyways, so the same time, all my friends in elementary, middle, and high school, huge sports fans, like Gray, who was on for the AS Roma, yeah. um, you know, our, you know, our friend Michael, that whole group of friends, um, huge into basketball, all yeah. played basketball, all were very good at basketball. <laughs> Um, so March Madness was a big thing for us. So we started filling out brackets in middle and high school. Gotcha. And I would always fill out brackets, not knowing what the hell I was doing. <laughs> Duke, um, what? UNC I, who? Same thing with like <laughs> fantasy football, oh, where yeah. I would, I would, uh, w- somewhat willingly participate participate in the fantasy football leagues, but just had no idea what I was no, doing. No man, I could never get that <laughs> shit. It, it was a little bit different for us too, and. I'll ask, I'll, I will say this, but also ask you the question yeah. is that I found like my friends were interested in both college basketball and professional basketball. Mm. And I'd say almost leaning on the side of professional, professional basketball. Gotcha. Um, it also doesn't help that in our immediate local area, there were, weren't any really good basketball teams like JMU gotcha. where we grew up. Terrible basketball team. Right. Continues to have a terrible basketball team. Right. Men's basketball, <laughs> women's basketball, pretty good. Nice. Um, UVA wasn't really much of a, of a force back in our formative years. Yeah. Virginia Tech, same thing. Yeah. And so we just never had that exposure to this like really strong Virginia based basketball team. Gotcha. And, and so like I said, I, I enjoy watching basketball, but I have like zero, same thing with college football. Like I enjoy watching college football, yeah. but zero interest in following the teams and figuring out what the records are. Uh, and I appreciate the sports, like the athletic ability. Right. But at the same time, I'm also like, if I wanted to watch really, uh, people play really good basketball, I'll just watch the NBA. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. And, and yeah, so uh, it, it's also a little bit weird for me now that I'm like a decade older than most of these, most of these basketball players. Strange, like, isn't it? Whoa. I yeah. What have I done with my life? <laughs> Don't say that, Adam. Come on, you've done so much. Uh, Started yeah. a very successful podcast. <laughs> very very yeah. That's about of, it. Billions of listeners. <laughs> um, so the that's been my relationship with March Madness. At least is just like kind of uh, you know filling out brackets, like 
being able to sh- talk shop when need be. Right. But, shop talk. Yeah. Yeah. But not really. I've never been one who's like, oh, yes, it's freaking March Madness season. This is awesome. It's my favorite time of year. You just paint your face whatever team you're following that yeah, year. Exactly. <laughs> I, I paint my face a different color every day. I wish you would stop doing that. We all know black faces are on Adam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that's where I am. So, I would like to ask you yes. based on your interest in college basketball what is your relationship with other college sports i.e. football which is another big and what is your relationship with other professional sports see here's the thing adam the sports that i follow are college basketball and the nhl and that's yeah. it like i i there's i just find football to be boring uh you know i watched the super bowl it was exciting but that halftime show was amazing. Oh shit, man! Whew. Get Carrie Russell up there, and then we got something to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the show, folks. Um, no, I, I just like uh, there have been no team. Like, sure, there are teams in DC that I could have followed, like the Redskins. But who wants to follow the fucking Redskins? Number one, their owner sucks. Number two, their t- name is racist. Are you trying to take a break? That's true. Oh, you're... <laughs> uh, Adam is taking off his Patagonia. Oh, fuck. I saw some skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and college football never got into, you know, because I'm a Duke fan. Duke's football program has never been that great. It sucks. Although their quarterback... Last year, got drafted like sixth by the New York Giants. Don't ask how he's done because he did not do well. But I was still like, what the fuck? It's because he's white. Um, And it's also the New York Giants. Well, that's true. Um, So, yeah, the sports that I follow are college basketball and hockey. And I remember visiting our good friend Gray in L.A., who, as we all know from the A.S. Roma episode, he's a Laker, <laughs> used to work for the Lakers. Um, and we actually went to, when we were visiting him, we went to a playoff game, Lakers oh, cool. versus Oklahoma City Thunder. And that was when the Oklahoma City Thunder had Kevin Durant, yeah. Russell Westbrook, and fuck, whatever that other guy's name is, when they had the big three on there. You know what's impressive is that the Lakers were in the playoffs at that I time. I know. Seriously. Well, yeah, they lost pretty poorly, um, pretty badly. But the players on the Oklahoma City Thunder were playing like college kids because they were pretty young and were almost fresh out of college recently. So that was like, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I would love the NBA. But then all I just see is NBA players like not defending and if we can start hopping into the why I heart March Madness, sure, and also kind of why my passion for college basketball has waned a little bit, mm-hmm. there seems to be a trend among a lot of our subjects that we talk to you about, Daniel. It's like I really like this, but now not so. Much. I mean, yeah, I'm, it, when you get older, Adam, and you'll realize this when you're not 15. Um, <laughs> maybe I should stop having you sit on my lap. Um, <laughs> shit, I'm gonna cut that out. Um, <laughs> Oh fuck! I, I when I was younger, I found the passion of the college basketball players to be like intoxicating. Like mm-hmm. they're playing for the love of the game, really playing their hearts out. They are just playing for their schools. Whereas with the NBA, they're playing for a shit ton of money for their endorsement deals for their team. Like you know, they play. They want to play well because they can get more money if they play well but you know they're guaranteed 50 million dollars through three years and it's like all right i'll play and i want to get a championship but it's i don't i don't know what the like disconnect is between college basketball and the nba for me so i mean uh, i would counterpoint is i'm so sick of these counterpoints adam (laughs) just agree with me on something (laughs) no point point of question okay is like in the NBA, I mean, the the statistics, statistically speaking, the number of college players that get to the NBA is minuscule. So I would imagine that like with any professional sports, uh-huh. 
to get to that level, you have to be incredibly competitive. Yeah. I don't see it from my perspective as, you know, once you get to a prof- the prof- professional level that you're like, oh, well, I made it. Just no, I'll just stop. Dribble, dribble around and <laughs> shoot. what your dad hoops. MJ did. <laughs> he just stopped after he got out of UNC. Yep, yep, yep. Didn't do anything of note whatsoever. Right. <laughs> That's the thing is I, I think there is a lot of passion around professional sport. I mean, there is. Look, look at hockey. Yeah. I mean, well, and so that's what I love about hockey is that they're it's more of a team sport. Like there are no there are stars in hockey, but everybody's wearing helmets and really bulky pads. So there's not really much of their faces out there, but there's Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby. There's this young player that plays for Ottawa right now, mm-hmm. I think, that everybody loves. But you like those are the four players that you can name. And I love hockey because it's like a team sport and they're just playing super passionately. And I kind of get that with some professional sports like NBA football. I don't give a shit about football. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Like I I think it's one of the most boring sports out there. Professional baseball. I find to be one of the most boring, boring (laughs) sports. I love minor league baseball. Yeah. Especially going to games because it's so much fun at those small stadiums. Like anyway, we're talking about college basketball. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But so where my passion is kind of waned is becoming more mature and realizing like what is, what has changed in the game is that the players are now going every college that is going to be competitive in basketball is trying to get the best player. And then they're there for a year and they're gone. Yep. Like the NCAA tries to place itself on this pedestal of being student athletes mm-hmm. when these kids are there for a year and then they're done. Like what's really it's just a conduit to get a pro contract. Exactly. Which is fine. I do not begrudge anybody for going and getting like getting paid, like, you know, people's backgrounds, whatever they need to do to make a living and get paid. And when they're at that level to be able to make the kind of money they would make, like, you know, I do not begrudge that at all. My issue with it, the issue with it is, I guess, is the NBA rule that doesn't allow, um, and the NCAA rule that doesn't allow high schoolers to go straight from, um, high school to the NBA. Unlike, um, baseball, mm-hmm. unlike, uh, I mean, like that's how it is. In yeah. A lot of like international sports, like yeah. soccer, like if, right. if, if you're not playing for a professional team by the time you're 16 or 17, or at least like waiting in the wings, then you're not going to be a professional essentially. Right. Right. So, so is that so two questions here? Mm-hmm. Um, first question is a little bit simpler. Um, but do you think that part of it, like, Obviously, going going to get a pro contract is a huge incentive. But from my perspective, too, is if I'm a college player, first year there, and I have the opportunity to go yeah. to get a pro contract, I'm going to take it. Not oh, yeah. not necessarily just because I want to make money, but like the risk of you getting injured in a, another two or three years of playing college ball and not getting paid for yeah. it when like where you could potentially ruin a career by not taking that advantage, taking that shot when you have it no yeah that's i mean that's a very good point um and did you have something else to say before i get into something and and so along with that what are your thoughts on um players being a lot being allowed to sorry players being paid in the ncaa that and that's what i was just about to talk about um i frankly what has kind of grossed me out about the ncaa is how much money these schools are making off of these kids Mm -hmm. and how, and you know, it's every school, every major school that has a good basketball team, football team, all those, those are like the two major sports in college sports. I know there are other sports in college, but the ones that you're always watching are going to be college football and men's college basketball. Yep. So, the amount of money that these schools pour, get from advertising, from everything that they give, you know, they give to their coaches. Mm-hmm. It goes to building 80,000 people stadiums. And like these kids aren't able to pay for 
groceries at 7-Eleven because they are college students who don't, who are getting scholarships for their college. Yeah. They are not getting paid to play basically at a professional level. And that is kind of where, what is kind of caused me to step back because I, I find it pretty gross that how awful some of the, sometimes these kids are treated by opposing fans, by the NCAA in general. Um, I have an issue with, especially division one scholarships Mm. where the scholarship is dependent upon the player's ability to play. Right. So it's like if the player gets injured, they don't like the school doesn't necessarily have to follow through with the scholarship. Like the player doesn't necessarily get a four year education, even if they break a leg. Right. It's you're, you're useful for us to us just as long as you can shoot a ball. Exactly. And that's why I like the commercials when you watch some of the college games, the commercials are like, we're student athletes. The NCAA loves to focus on education and make sure that their kids are at the colleges for the right reasons. Like, no, you're fucking not. Like, that's such bullshit. Like, at least for these really, really high visibility sports. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or you know? unless you're the child of a fam- of a famous Hollywood star. Right. Water polo team, anyone? Hashtag winning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, May I make a a quick comment as well? Oh, Jesus. If it's another counterpoint, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, no, no. No more counterpoints. (laughs) Just agree. No more armchair expert counterpoints. (laughs) Um, With that, there is an argument that is made that the money made off of the popular sports funds the athletic capabilities for all the other sports. No. Archery, you know, track and field teams, teams that don't pull in money based on, you know, viewer, you know, obviously television viewership, right. but anything. So, what are, what are your thoughts on that, and how do you how would you balance that? Well, shit, Adam, that's where you got me. But I really think what would be a good solution would be for the students, for the top tier student athletes to make money off their likeness, like, mm-hmm. um. Like uh, uh, the ability for the students to have endorsement deals. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. even just when, like, there are no college football, college basketball video games anymore mm-hmm. because nobody was buying them because there's no recognizable players. Yeah. Because all the players are just numbers. Yep. It's like, oh, there's Zion Williamson. Not that there was a basketball game for him, but it's like, oh, there was Zion Williamson, number whatever. That looks like him. And I guess those could be his stats if he yeah. was in an NCAA basketball game. But I think, um, I mean, that is a great point. Like, you know, gymnastics may not be funded at Ohio State University Mm -hmm. unless the college football team pulls in the millions and billions of dollars that it does. I guess it's just, I don't know, man. It's kind of the greed of it gets to me. Yeah. Um, Really what needs to happen is the NBA and the NCAA need to work together in that the NBA should allow high school kids in again because if you really think about it, it will be one kid every five years, yeah. every year, like literally just one kid going from high school to the NBA. Yeah. And that would be it. And then much like college football, have the students be students for at least two years right. and then be eligible for the draft. And I know that the injury thing is a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But again, that's like something that's just like, man, it, it, it sucks. Like it's like, it's it begs the question of when the NCAA says you know we're student athletes like clearly your system is not set up to foster the student part right. of the athlete. It's we're a funnel through we 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 are circumventing any possible way to um have have our have our athletes be students because we know they're just going to leave within a year. Right. That's exactly. What the NBA yeah. Is dictated. Yeah. And, that, uh, and that's tough too. I mean, you've got. I, I completely agree. You know, being able to make money off their likeness, whether it be through 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 endorsements, and that can apply to any NCAA athlete. Yeah. So you've got this. You know, I assume that Nike would want to at least throw a few bones in the way of you know really good soccer programs yeah. or cross country programs, or yeah. something like that. But. Um, and I mean that's just the fact that there are a lot of kids and a lot of students. I'm going to stop calling them kids. We're older than them, but we're not that much older. Um, 
why like some again my passion has waned a little bit for college basketball is because I have to learn about new players every single year. Like sure there are some players that stick around, but I remember growing up like there were players on Duke who you would see for four years. Yeah. So like Shane Battier, Jay Williams, who I met at Duke basketball camp. Do you know about Jay Williams? Uh-uh. He was this amazing Duke basketball player um, who now is uh, anchorman for ESPN and their NBA stuff. Oh, and okay. Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the name before. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and he was this amazing Duke basketball player, won a championship with them. Um, and at the Duke basketball camp that I was at, he was talking because it was, he was coming back for a senior year. And at the camp, he was like, you know, I'm coming back for my senior year. I want to graduate. And cause you are, it was maybe like right after he graduated from his senior year. Um, it was like, I wanted to graduate cause you never know what life can throw at you. Like the average career of a NBA player, good or bad is like two, three years. Mm-hmm. So like, you gotta have something to fall back on. And literally two weeks, he was in a motorcycle crash and ended his NBA career. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy how, like, Oof. fortuitous it Get, was. Yeah, you, I know. Gives it gives you, you chills. the heebie-jeebies. Anyway. I I think as, you know, kind of on top of that, too, the, you know, I've read articles on just the incredible rates of debt that student-athletes get into, especially these, like, really you know, football players, basketball players, right. because they're expected to live this really glamorous lifestyle. Right. And as you said before, like they, you know, they're on scholarships and there are often instances where the scholarship, you know, they'll, they'll get like a student stipend essentially. But right. That's pretty much it. It's like a thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah. For a year or something. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. So you've got these students that are poor but then are expected to hobnob and act like, you know, big men or women on campus. Right. Yeah. No, totally. Um, so here we are again, solving the world's problems. I if know. The NCAA, another, yeah. <laughs> if NCAA would just let people go from high school to NBA and, uh, then we'd be good. So, you know, and, and you mentioned that your, your interest has waned a little bit, but clearly you, you still like college. Basketball, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. I um, love, yeah, I love March madness and I love watching Duke basketball and keeping up with the team and everything. <laughs> I just looked at the uh, outline and I forgot. I put the charade of the NCAA system. <laughs> I'm glad that we exposed it for what it truly ha, is. Gotcha. It, is this like serial investigative reporting? <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to say on this, Adam? No, I, I think it's, you brought up some really interesting points. Thank you. And, I know. You know, I'd also like to say how much of a hypocrite you are for realizing all the errors in the system, but yet be still being a big fan. Ha! Well, gotcha. I, I know that's the damn gotcha. thing. Isn't that like why we still use Amazon? We know how awful it is, but it's so <laughs> damn convenient. I don't use Amazon. He's the one wearing the Amazon sweatpants. <laughs> I'm so jealous of them. I want to rip them off his hot body <laughs> but he's sitting on on my lap so it's kind of hard to do um the uh no yeah I, that, that's just a, a a jab if you will but no no, no I, and you're right i mean there's no way around it like it's the college basketball and college football is such like a part of american culture that it's kind of and when you're a fan of it when it almost wasn't like this before you know it's kind of hard to avoid being a hypocrite. So I, thanks, Adam. I, Dick, I found Dick it interesting, especially with all the, like the college, like the NCAA, like the UNC scandals of like, you know, these like cheating farms yeah. kind of thing, which is, I think once again, I think that's disingenuous to the college athletes yeah. that literally, you know, it, it's clear, you know, they made a conscious choice to do it, but like the systems are set up so that it basically says, no, 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 no. Don't study. We'll have someone take your test and write your papers for you. Right. And put you through all these BS classes so you can you go, go practice. You go make money for us. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's our passionate, passionate uh, episode about March Madness and college basketball. Maybe we should get a Passion Fruits podcast bracket pool going together. Ooh, That'd be fun. Nicely done. We'll get that set up. Look for that out on the Facebook group or something. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll get that. Yeah. Nice. Um, so thank you, Adam, for letting me yammer at you about uh, the 
ways of the American dollar and uh, the almighty dollar and whatnot. You know what, Daniel? That's why I'm a fan of cycling, which has zero controversies and zero issues. Cycling is so inexpensive. It's inexpensive and it's not elitist and it's not racist (laughs) and it's not, you know, full of cheaters and it's not just controlled by big corporations with lots of sponsorship. Not at all. All. Thank no. you for realizing Just that. Pure sportsmanship. <laughs> pure. They're all about the sports and oxygenated blood. <laughs> um, on that note. On that note, <laughs> let's hop into the recommendation section. What? what? Recommendations. Adam's getting ready to be the announcer for some of the college basketball games. <laughs> but he's just going to be saying recommendations. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like the, the klaxon alarms going off. <laughs> you know and... they have recordings of those right you don't do it right no oh no wonder all my audition tapes were were, were, were rejected you've been practicing for years and it's so weird i haven't had any callbacks whatsoever um i do that i do i wave i wave my arms around to to do the spotlights as well i just don't understand it interesting Mm. oh well well sorry that you've uh had to give up your nighttime job of auditioning for these (laughs) positions um i make Zero lots dollars. Of, lots of zero percentages of dollars. <laughs> Yummy. Um, so, yes, let's hop into recommendations. Yeah. On our last episode, we had our very wonderful guest, uh, Mark Nada. Yes. Also, we forgot to mention <laughs> in that episode, that was our one-year anniversary. Aww. Um <laughs> So, happy anniversary, Adam. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> and I think that is exactly how we should celebrate it, by not mentioning it at all. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so in last episode, Mark uh, recommended the album by Poppy. Mm-hmm. I forget what the album is called. Did you listen to it? No. I, I listened to it. Okay. It's good. Okay. Um, I think you would like it. Um, it's this, I, I don't know much industrial music, I, I know Nine Inch Nails, but it's kind of industrial metal with some very poppy elements, because okay. uh, her name is Poppy. But it's good. There's some really fun breakdowns in it, surprisingly metal. Yeah, I would say give it a go. Mark gave us a very good recommendation. Okay, yeah. Well, so I recommended to you last time that you listen to the Flophouse podcast about yep. uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yep. What did you think of that? Uh, so I really like the content. I... Maybe it's because the podcast reminds me of our podcast a little oh, bit no. too much. And I did not. Uh, it was very scattered. Gotcha. Like they, there's uh, not that, you know, we're clearly very focused all the time in this podcast. Yes, we are. I'd be listening. And they'd go off on a tangent for like five minutes. Yep. And it would annoy the hell out of me because they were about really? to make a point. Oh, man. And they would come back and be like, oh, yeah. So we got to talk about this again. So I felt like. So I, I enjoyed it. I still thought it was funny. Mm. I thought it rambled. and Totally. And I said it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Well. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the episode, though. Mm. I will try to listen to other, other episodes. You should listen to the episode they did about the movie Cats. Because that one was oh, hilarious. Because, no. <laughs> um, of course, the movie Cats is scattered like their podcast. So it was very scattered and very funny. Um, I do really like that podcast. That's on my regular rotation. Okay. Um, even for movies that I don't, I have no idea what they're about. I find the hosts hilarious. Okay. So, um, but they've also done Adventure Zone episodes oh, okay. where they did like a switcheroo. So they did um, two D and D episodes in like 2015 and 2016 that are very good. Huh. So you should check those out. Okay. I shall. Uh, no, what would you like to recommend to me this time? Okay. Um, I've got, oh gosh, it's been a while since we've recorded. So I just have so many thoughts roaming around in my head okay. that I want to recommend to you. I'll, I'll give you three. <laughs> no, only three. Okay, good. <laughs> and you can do whatever you want with them. Number one, ignore, ignore, ignore. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, have you watched any more of the Watchmen? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this plays into that. Okay. So there's this Amazon prime show called the boys. Okay. That has Carl Urban, and it's based on this uh, comic book by Garth Ennis okay. that's like a send-up of the superhero genre. Okay. And it centers around Carl Urban and his 
roving band of misfits. So superheroes exist. Mm -hmm. They're owned by a large corporation and the corporation farms them out to different cities in the U S to protect the city. Wow. And so Carl Urban is this guy who's trying to show that these superheroes are awful and they should be destroyed basically. Like he's a government agent who's like trying to get dirt on the corporation and the superheroes. It is really, really good. It's very bloody deals with some mature subjects. Um, but I like, I flew through it. There are like eight episodes Mm -hmm. and I was originally watching it on my, while I was riding my bike on the trainer. But then this past weekend I watched the last three episodes in like one night. They're really good. Okay. So it's called the boys boys. Yep. Amazon prime new season. Season two should be coming out this summer. They're not sure when, but hopefully this summer. Then the second recommendation is a Netflix show called The Witcher. Have you watched that? I watched the first episode. Okay, so did I. I would say continue to watch it. Okay. Because I would like to talk to you about it because I think it's very cool and it made me want to try to play Witcher 3 again. Um, Okay. (laughs) So uh, watch The Witcher and then we've talked about it. We've texted a little bit about it, but there's this great podcast called called Newcomers Star Wars that has Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer, two hilarious comedians mm-hmm. who have never seen Star Wars. And they are doing a podcast oh, where they man. watch Star Wars. So they basically stole our idea <laughs> talking about <laughs> Star Wars because nobody talks about Star Wars in podcast form. But so they have started with episode four, A New Hope, and have gone through Return of the Jedi uh, this past week. Um, and so they're, they are watching them and discussing them with guests who love Star Wars. So like fanatics for Star Wars. That's awesome. They're, both of them as comedians are really good. Hilarious. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the latest episode, uh, Nicole Byer says, I want to see Chewbacca with his girlfriend, Boobacca. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so yes, please, if you don't do anything uh, for my recommendations, please, uh, Listen to the Star Wars podcast. It's called Newcomers Star Wars. Cool. All right. Thank you. All right. So I have uh, two recommendations for you. Oh, shit. The first is uh, a fairly typical Adam recommendation. That's some fucking YouTube thing. No, it's not a YouTube thing. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Have you listened to Lamb of God's new single, Mm -hmm. Checkmate? No. Yes. Listen to it. Okay. And I would like your opinion on it. Uh-oh. Because I have my opinion on it. Oh, man. Is it like techno? Did they go techno? No, they didn't do a chord <laughs> and do a dubstep album. Oh, fuck. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I will let you listen to it, and, and we, we can reconvene on that later on. But I, totally. I have, so they announced a new album coming out in May, um, which I'm excited for because it's Lamb of God. Right. I. It's the first album without... Chris Adler, yeah. the drummer, who was a pretty big stabilizing force in the band. Totally. And so I'm, but he wasn't a big songwriter for the band. It was primarily uh, Willie Adler and Mark Morton that were the big song, songwriters. Gotcha. Huh. And it's, it's funny, like Randy doesn't write songs. He just right. writes lyrics and sings them. Right. Um, so like, I'll be interested to hear what you think of it. Cool. Because I, I have, yeah, I have my opinions. The second thing is a newer movie, and you may have. I, I would recommend it's it's a two part. Uh, it's a it's a book and a movie. Okay. The book is the art of racing in the rain. I've read it multiple oh. times. I love that book. Oh yeah, love the book. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, makes me cry every time. Totally. <laughs> uh, but the movie came out. Yes, and it's uh, it's really true to the movie. Okay, and I thought it. Or sorry, it's really true to the book. Yeah, and I thought it was very very well acted. Okay, cool. Um, I watched it on a plane and it made me cry. <laughs> I was like, Why did you watch it on a plane? <laughs> I was sitting next to him. I was like, <laughs> You had your sunglasses on. You're like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I got up. It was actually when I was, we were going out to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. With uh, to meet Gray and Michael out there. Like so many strippers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got off the plane and I was like, <laughs> Anyways, excellent movie. Nice. Uh, highly recommend watching cool. it. Um, yeah. And it's a fairly easy movie to watch. Nice. So. Check it out. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for talking b-ball with me. Tanku. <laughs> That's a Star Wars character, Tanku. Um, R2 if, Tanku. 
And we would really love to talk to some people online. We would really love people to review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, that really helps us get up in the charts on iTunes. You know, this is our first episode after a year. So this is when we start looking for sponsors, like in <laughs> Hunger Games. So first we have to make out with each other, Adam, and uh, play our love up for a captive audience. Um, so yes, please. I'm already sitting on your lap. What else do you want me to do? Oh, a little bit more. <laughs> so be yeah. our friend, review us. Yes. Uh, interact with us. Yeah. On our many on our many social media channels. Here we go. For instance, our Twitter handle is Passion Fruits P Two. Uh, or you can just search for Passion Fruits Podcast. Yes. Uh, on Instagram, we are Passion Fruits Podcast, and we you can find us on Facebook at Passion Fruits Podcast as well. And if you would like to email us, you yes. know, old ye old fashioned yeah. email, please send us an email. Yeah. We got a don't email ju- address for some fucking reason. And don't don't just are. slide into our DMs. Don't yeah. just send us a TikTok video. Yeah, no TikTok. Don't don't just send us yeah. a direct uh, what yeah 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 <laughs> don't don't just snap us. Adam Adam knows what he's talking about. <laughs> obviously, uh, send us an e- send us an email. What's that email address, Daniel? It is Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com oh man revolutionary all right yes thank you so much adam thank you listeners uh good night Uh,